0: Coming up on today's Locked On Golden Gophers, Just when we thought there was no more to lose, Minnesota basketball found a way. Brendan Johnson is now officially gone from the Gopher basketball team, and transfer Parker Fox will be out for what we're hoping isn't all of next season. We're going to break all of that down. And plus, another player entered the transfer portal, which had Minnesota in his sights when he was initially being recruited. Could Ben Johnson pull him into the cities to make up for these losses? We'll talk about that today here on a new episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome into the program. Nate Dickinson with you here on a Tuesday. Hope you're all having a good one. I know I'm having a good one too as we get started up here with Gopher Basketball Talk today. Plenty to discuss from over the course of the last day. Minnesota loses a couple players, one which was kind of on the way out already. But in Parker Fox, a player that Minnesota was really excited about, a lot of fans were really excited about seeing, he may not be on the court at all this season. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Also, later on, Jamari Sibley was a Georgetown Hoya last season. Before that, the Milwaukee native had taken visits to Iowa and Minnesota in his high school recruitment. We'll talk about if he could end up landing with the Gophers now that he's available again. That's coming up on today's show. But first, we've got all the news you may have missed over the last day in Minnesota sports right here on Locked on Golden Gophers. Coming up first, we do have the news on Parker Fox. Fox out six to nine months, which would put a time frame for a return at either kind of as the Gophers are getting into the season in November, all the way up until when it might make more sense for him to take a medical red shirt later in the season. So. It'll depend on exactly how he recovers, if he's able to be used this year. But he had surgery to repair a torn ACL and meniscus after an injury he sustained in April. That surgery he took or had was about three weeks ago, if I remember right, from the reports we heard from KSTP first reporting those. Again, a torn ACL and meniscus for Fox just days after he signed on with the Gophers. It just seems to be Minnesota's luck as of late. Elsewhere, Angus Flanagan was on the links over at the NCAA regionals he finished or at least started and finished his first round at tied for 33rd as an individual. He shot an opening round 74. Now, we told you before, there's 10 teams and 13 individuals on those teams or at this regional. And it's the top five teams as well as the top individual who's not on one of those five teams who ends up making it to the next step in the NCAA championships. So in theory, Angus Flanagan's really only got to beat whoever that one guy is. And at the moment, that one guy sits at two under after shooting an opening round 70. So Flanagan four strokes back of where he needs to be to advance as he enters round two of three at the NCAA Regional. We mentioned again, Brandon Johnson has officially announced his transfer to destination. He'll be headed home to Chicago to play for the Blue Demons of DePaul. He had been considering a return to Minnesota, among other schools as well, but Johnson elects to end up heading home. And of course, you can never blame him when somebody does. Finally, we mentioned Georgetown's Jamari Sibley. He entered the transfer portal. Marcus Fuller of the Star Tribune was the one who made us first aware of it yesterday. He made Minnesota a visit in his initial recruitment, as well as Iowa and Georgetown. Ended up picking the Hoyas, but now he's back on the market again, and the Milwaukee native could end up coming to Minnesota after all, as what would still be an eligibility-concerned freshman. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. That's all for the news going on around Minnesota sports here today and anything you may have missed over the last 24 hours. Again, Angus Flanagan is back out on the course this afternoon, but that's all we've got as far as gopher sports today. Flanagan once more, four strokes back of where he needs to be to end up qualifying for the next step in that NCAA tournament. We'll be right back talking about the losses for Minnesota Gopher basketball, but first, a potential gain. We'll break down that guy, Jamari Sibley, who was considering the Gophers before and was a four-star recruit out of Milwaukee a couple of years ago. It would be a nice asset for Minnesota to have. We'll break his game down in just a moment. But first, rockauto.com is the place to go for any of your car needs this summer. Everyone likes to, while the weather's nice, get out there, enjoy a nice drive around, well, Really, anywhere. If you like driving, you'll be able to enjoy it. But if you don't have the right parts or something could go wrong, it could be that little voice in the back of your head whenever you hear that little clanging of whatever it is that keeps you from enjoying that drive out on the town. So go to rockauto.com if there's anything that you may need repaired, upgraded on your car, or anything else. And they'll be able to find the right part for you at the right price as well. Go to rockauto.com, enter our promo code LOCKEDON when they have their little how did you hear about us box to let us know that you sent, let them know that we sent you. And of course, be able to get all the parts your car needs at the lowest prices without leaving your couch. It doesn't get any better. And you got nothing to lose by at least going to the site and checking it out. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening in to LockedOn. Welcome back in Nate Dickinson here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to break down Jamari Sibley, a forward out of Georgetown now, but who will still be a freshman in eligibility terms next season. He enters the transfer portal yesterday, according to Marcus Fuller of the Star Tribune, and now has an opportunity to either come closer to home in a place like Minnesota or Iowa, which he looked at before, or explore any of the other options that he had, because he had a lot of them. This was a four-star recruit out of Milwaukee. Not just some nobody, but he didn't get the playing time at Georgetown that would have kept him there. Only one game all season where he played more than 10 minutes. He had a season high of just seven points. It was just a situation where Sibley wasn't getting the chance... And he had the option to go see if he could find it somewhere else at a school like Minnesota, which could very desperately use his services right now. So he's out again, a six foot eight Milwaukee native, had Minnesota in his list of top schools before, was a Minnesota native, four stars, or was, I'm sorry, a Minnesota recruit, four stars on the recruiting sites. And again, Sibley comes out and is looking for somewhere new. So let's talk about who this guy is. He had offers from teams good and bad, and the Big Ten is high up as Illinois. Of course, the smaller schools locally offered him too. He had SEC offers. It was really all around the country, but he narrowed it down to three schools to visit, Georgetown, Minnesota, and Iowa, and then ended up choosing the Hoyas, going as far away from home out of those three schools as he could, and ends up not getting quite what he wanted with Georgetown. As far as who he is on the tape, this is a six foot eight player who's light. He's long, stretchy, a kind of stretch four kind of player in college basketball that's utilized so much nowadays. He has an ability to be really, really good on that breakaway in transition in the fast pace. He's one of those players that, with his size, some guys just you can tell they're so fast on the ball because their body just displays it when they're going up and down. This guy isn't like that. Jamari Sibley, somebody who, who's fast, but he doesn't look that way. He just kind of glides across the floor, if it makes sense, because he's so long and because he can take such long strides. He can get from one end of the other court quick, as quick as anybody, but he doesn't look like he's just trying all that much while he's doing it, which is, of course, more exciting for prospective basketball fans who are going to want to watch him play. Kid's a high flyer. Highlight tapes we watched are all over of him just slamming down dunks, alley-oops. He gets up in the air, has a kind of touch in that mid-range area where he can put up a floater easily, toss it off to another player, either cutting back door or out onto the perimeter on a little drive and kick back out. He has the kind of handling for a 6'8 player that's going to be really, really useful for what Ben Johnson says he wants to do on offense. Be able to move quickly, be able to move the ball around. But he does not satisfy that one thing we've always been talking about, and that is a true big. He's too small. He's only six foot eight. And even if he was okay at that height, he would need to put on more weight, listed at just 200 pounds in Georgetown. And the only really inside game that he showed was on rebounds, follows. Every once in a while, he would post up in like a short corner and kind of put a dribble move on a guy, but there's no way he's able to bang inside with the bigs of the Big Ten. Minnesota's still looking for that guy, but not to take anything away from Sibley's game. That's more of just a Minnesota's need that I'm still looking for and have been pesky about over the last couple of weeks. Other news on Sibley. I mentioned he needs to be bigger to be able to work inside with his size. I'd say that's the biggest thing for him right now because he has that handling ability. He has the ability to get up and down and maybe you'll lose a little bit of that when some of the weight comes on too. But I feel like in college basketball right now, it's more valuable to be someone who can obviously do all of the fast break things. The game isn't going to just suddenly revert and get slower. This basket game of basketball has been getting faster for a while now, but since everyone's focused on that, I do think there's a value if Jamari Sibley's able to, or anybody else for that matter, be able to put on a little bit of weight while keeping that kind of speed and being able to work both inside and out. Sibley can do it on a drive, get inside and score. He can do it on a drive and where he stops up on a dime and just kind of floats up and hits a mid-range jumper. He can hit a three every now and then too. But he cannot really work an inside game in a way that I think Minnesota really desperately needs more than anything else. Minnesota needs players more than anything else, more than anything. They'd happily take Jamari Sibley, but he does not satisfy that role. So, overall, if I was thinking a couple of different takeaways for this guy, just know he's long. He has a kind of guard mentality to him, despite being six foot eight, where he can really work the ball around. There, there's guys who can do it in transition, like we say, like be able to get from one point to another. And then there's the guys who are really, really comfortable with it. And Sibley looks like he's really, really comfortable with it. He's always looking up in the tapes that we saw. He can throw off a pass in some situations where other guys might think, yeah, maybe I can make that pass, but I'm big. I got to go up and go to the rim. Sibley's not like that. He'll go for the better option just about all the time. And I I like what he brings to the floor. I like how he fits in with all the other players Minnesota has. But it's still an incomplete team with him there. It's still a team that's searching for other pieces with him on the roster. And as far as what he can do, it really is a lot of what many of these other transfers can do too. Not that that's not wanted, but it's, again, just making a more and more glaring hole as to where can Minnesota find a guy who's 6'10", 6'11". They, they don't just pop out out of nowhere. But Sibley's a guy who's at 6'8", one of the bigger guys on this team if he ends up committing. And somebody who has a four-star recruit is going to be, if you ask me, at least in that upper echelon of players who are going to be fighting for playing time this next season. He already has college experience. He's going to be eligibility-wise a freshman despite having a year in the Big East under, a, or under Georgetown. So there's a whole lot of potential here. And I think Ben Johnson would love to get his hands on this player and be able to mold him into somebody who can really be a contributor. Come November. We'll see exactly when that decision comes for Sibley. He and a whole bunch of other players have some time still, but that's just my first looks at the guy who announced he's available again yesterday and was interested in Minnesota before. Hopefully, Minnesota wants him and it's a mutually reciprocated feeling the other way. We'll be right back with more here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We talked about the good, now let's talk about the impact of the bad. Brandon Johnson is gone. Parker Fox is out for who knows how long exactly. We'll talk about all of it to wrap up the program here today. But first... Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, of course, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and of course, all your UFC and MMA action, too. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, betting lines, and sign up for a bonus here with our promo code LOCKEDON. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just thanks to us and, of course, the people over at BetOnline. That's Locked On when you sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Locked On Golden Gophers. Going to wrap up here with just a couple of minutes on my thoughts on the losses of both Brandon Johnson and Parker Fox for the upcoming, well, we'll see how long for Fox, but for Johnson forever. Johnson, as we mentioned at the top of the show, officially declares to transfer to DePaul. He'll be headed home to Chicago. And Parker Fox, who had come home to Minnesota as well, turns out he suffered a torn ACL and meniscus in just his first few days as a Minnesota commit. And that gopher luck strikes again this offseason, as he'll be out for six to nine months. And if you're doing that math, that means he could be back right at the start of the season, or he could miss just about all of it. It's right in that time frame where we really don't know. And isn't that just the best thing to have to deal with as a podcaster, as a podcast listener, someone who has to try to find the stuff to talk about? But we'll talk about it, what it means for Parker to be out, and what it means that Johnson is out, starting with Johnson. We talked about Brandon Johnson before when he initially entered this transfer portal, what it would mean to lose him. And by the time he ended up announcing, pretty much everybody else was gone. So it wasn't like, oh, well, this guy takes away from the percentage of scoring that Minnesota had or the percentage of rebounds and this and this that he can do. Yeah, he did all those things, but by the time his whatever percent of the Minnesota scoring had been leaving, about 80 or 90 other percent of the scoring had already gone. So his... I guess absence wasn't all that noticed in the presence of everybody else not being present. So with Brandon Johnson gone, and I I feel like I'm going to mess up Brandon Johnson and Ben Johnson the entire time I'm talking about this. If I haven't already, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think back now. But anywho, Brandon Johnson was a guy who was starting to get minutes out of a transfer from Western Michigan. There were times where he really did shine in games. That kind of all-out mentality that he brought to the floor really translated well to a Minnesota basketball team looking for energy at times and really needing energy in a season when there were no fans in the stands. Johnson showed potential. Again, he's someone who had experience in college basketball already. He's somebody who would have been able to come in and, after a year of playing in the Big Ten, be able to share some knowledge with these guys who, no matter how good of basketball players they are, just hadn't played in the conference before. There's always something for those people to learn, and Peyton Willis can obviously teach it too, and he is still on this team as well. But with a guy like Johnson, you just lose somebody who could have been that next guy, you know? And that's what hurts the most when you get on the back end of losing these players is that when Marcus Carr announced he was entering the transfer portal, you understand it. When the first couple of guys announced they were entering the transfer portal, okay, that's obviously fine. I don't know the situation, but if you feel like you can get something better somewhere else, good for you. What hurts the most is having those last guys, those bottom-of-the-barrel players who were going to be able to get a really good chance at playing time next season, under Ben Johnson, just because somebody had to get the playing time. Those players leaving too is what really, really hurts. Those players like Ben Johnson, who had the minutes before last season and would have been able to step into a role that would have had him playing, I would imagine, close to 30 minutes per game, as long as he kept along his track with his development. Now he moves to DePaul, and he goes home. And there's obviously that side of it to think about. But from a basketball standpoint... It's so hard losing these guys when they know they have the playing time because then that's saying that they just think there's better basketball situations elsewhere. Which there are. I mean, we're not trying to hide that Minnesota ha- we're not trying to sell that Minnesota has some sort of great spot that it's in right now. But it just still hurts when those guys end up leaving. Well, that'll do it for here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Again, Parker Fox out as well for Minnesota. I'll spend a minute here on him too. I forgot about Parker. Parker a six foot, I think eight player, if I remember right. Gosh, I forgot. I was getting heights together for everybody. I forgot to put Parker's in there. He's somewhere around six 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 eight in that range, and he was a guy who was like Jamari Sibley, kind of who we talked about, a high flyer, D two All American, and probably was in this miserable off season the coolest story that Minnesota basketball had. Someone who was not highly recruited out of high school, out of Matamidai, goes over to Northern State, becomes an All-American, and is now coming back home to play for his hometown team, which we've already seen the pictures of when he was a ball ball boy, real young, for the Gopher basketball team, and he was going to get a chance to play for him. He still will. But will it be this season? We don't know. And after a torn ACL and meniscus, will he be able to be the same player? We don't know. So it's tough news for Parker Fox you know he's going to do everything he can to get back out there this season. That was his first initial statements after, was saying that he just wants to be a part of it this year. But there's going to be a point where if he does not come back, say, like a month into the season, we got to start thinking, all right, do we use the medical red shirt on Parker Fox, get him two more years of eligibility with the Gophers, instead of wasting one here on a season that, in all likelihood, isn't going to be the one that puts Minnesota back on the map? That's for Ben Johnson to decide later, but... With Fox, you lose that kind of story more than anything else. Obviously, he's a great player, and he would have been somebody who had a good shot with Minnesota to get starters, if not big, big, like, star player minutes. Now we'll see if he can even play at all this season, and... I hope and pray that he's able to get back to the old form he was, however long it takes for him to get back on the court. Because with those kind of injuries, we see players just not be able to be the same, especially those players who are able to be those high flyers like Parker Fox is. So best of luck and, of course, best wishes his way in the recovery. Now, this will be the end of our show for Locked On Golden Gophers on a Tuesday. We're here every weekday talking to you about everything going on in gopher sports. We got gopher softball playing this weekend. We're going to have Eli Hartman-Seaskin on at the end of the week to talk about that and the women's rowing NCAAs as well. That's coming up later in this week. We'll, of course, have other stuff in between tomorrow and Thursday on whatever happens in Minnesota sports from now until then. Until tomorrow, roll the boat, Skyumongo Gophers, Nate Dickinson with Locked On.